Sunday, June 26. Church is going to feel different. We're not going to meet here. We're going to meet there. That's going to be good. I need to uh, remind you to uh, bring a lawn chair just to make sure. There's some chairs there, but we want to make sure there's enough for you. We're going to have lunch, so we need you to bring some food. Uh, we're going to provide some food, too, and to make that easier, uh, we'd love it if you could sign up. Then we know that we have enough, and then we don't run out, and then you don't feel lousy because you're the guy who took six hamburgers and you found out that somebody else didn't get any. So sign up. You can do that at our uh, website, into1.ca, bottom right corner. There's a little button called Next Steps. Tap on that. It'll open up a menu for you. You might have to go to the second page, but you'll find a barbecue baptism page. Love it if you could sign up there. Let us know you're coming. Yeah, you can invite someone to come too because it's just going to feel really different. And I think uh, when we were talking about it, we really needed a time to not just say, you know what, everything's normal. Everything's the same. We needed a time to say, hey, I forgot your name. Like, I haven't seen you in two years. Wouldn't it be great if you just got a chance to be the people of God with the people of God and enjoy each other? So we're going to celebrate that day, and we're going to get together, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Two years we've, uh, we've been waiting to kind of do this again, so make sure you sign up. We, it won't be the same if you're not there, so please uh, join in. So perhaps you call yourself a Christ follower, someone who follows Jesus Maybe you're someone who made that decision recently. Maybe you made it a long time ago. Um, and you're thinking, we're always talking about this. What's the next step for you? And I can't tell what it is for anybody, but I can say for some of you that your next step is, surprise, baptism. When's the best time to be baptized, right? For everyone who decides to follow Jesus, baptism is the next step. Like after you start to follow, that is the next step. Anyone who commits his or her life to following Jesus, that is the preparation for baptism. Uh, so now I, I know that uh, when we say this, it's a scary concept for some of you, and that's why I'd love it if you could just sort of listen and think about that with us today so that you don't feel you're alone in this. This is not just for you or about you. Baptism is something that has marked the response of people to Jesus changing their lives for more than 2,000 years. We join in our heritage. And if you haven't been baptized since you decided to start following Jesus, we'd, well, we'd love to help you take that next step. When you trust Jesus as your Savior, you begin to understand, you begin to experience more of the love that God has for you. That's just the way it works. Gradually, over time, God's love changes you as you continue to follow Jesus, right? That there still is intentionality there. You change because you are loved, not in order to be loved. Through his death on the cross and then coming back from the dead, we call that resurrection, Jesus took all of your wrong and he gave you all of his right. And if you believe that, and if you commit to following him, your life will never be the same. This is a story we tell. It's as simple as repenting of your sin. That's turning away from it and heading towards Jesus. That's what we're saying. Declaring that you want to follow Jesus. Believing he is who he says he is. And once you've decided to follow Jesus, being baptized is a great next step 
to publicly declare your faith in him, as well as to symbolize for you the death of your old life and the entry into your new life. So here are some reasons that you might want to make baptism your next step. First, perhaps, firstest, the most important is obedience. Jesus said that you should be baptized, right? And when you trust your life to Him, it was part of the mission, always part of the game plan that He laid out. His very last words here, He said, I want to make sure you keep doing it. This is what I want you to be about. Go do this. Why should I be baptized? As Christ followers, we get baptized because Jesus commands us to do so. And here are the instructions Jesus gave to his own followers, everyone hanging out there, when I'm leaving, right before he left, and this is what he says, after I leave, this is what I want you to be about, Matthew 28, 19. <coughs> therefore, go. Really, the language there is, therefore, as you are going. As you are going. As you are about. Go and make disciples of all nations. And wasn't that absolutely beautiful? I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't tell you what you should feel. I found it beautiful to see so many faces from so many countries, to hear different languages, to see all those people agreeing together was something that I can agree with. Maybe you can agree with that too. And we started with that focus on Jesus, that focus on the blessing of God. I was touched. I love seeing the nations get together, and I love that picture, that view of this is what heaven is. This is what God always had in mind, that we would come together. And So, as you are going, make disciples, all nations, baptizing them right there. That's like the first thing, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And those of us who hang around in church, we call that the Great Commission. We, we come back to that place. That's, that's our marching orders. That's important for us. Jesus also modeled this very thing for us when he was baptized in the Jordan River. He did it. And you can read that in Mark chapter 3, Mark, um, Matthew chapter 3, Mark chapter 1. And do you remember when I didn't tell you that story last week? You know, I was going to last week. I had it all laid out. We were going to do that last week. But you know what? Now I'm going to tell you that story next week. So, so just imagine it was last week, and then you'll be right on time with us. Now you know what's going to happen next week. Baptism isn't about being perfect. It's not about us having our life uh, completely together. It's just a step of obedience to Jesus that shows that we believe in and we choose to follow him. So because Jesus went public about his love for us, we can go public about our following him. Being baptized shows us, shows others that we turn away, we repent from a life of sin, and we turn toward Jesus, the only one who can change us. When Peter one day was preaching, people stopped him in the middle, and they said, okay, 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 what must we do to be saved? And so he's, in Acts chapter 2, 38, he says, uh, repent, turn away, and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Why do we baptize people by immersing them in water? Baptisms in the Bible were by immersion. That's all the ones that we read about. And Jesus was baptized by being immersed. 
under the water and rising out of it. And again, Matthew chapter 3, Mark chapter 1, you can look those up. Being submersed in the water represents our death to sin, the old way of life. And then being raised up out of the water gives us uh, the picture of how Jesus gave us the fresh start in our new life. Romans chapter 6, verse 3, or don't you know that all of you who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Four, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too, we too may live a new life. Five, for if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. It's a beautiful picture of what Jesus has done for us and a reminder of his own death and resurrection that we are reminded to remember. Second thing, second reason, you're afraid. That's why you should get baptized. The fact that you're afraid is actually a sign that you should be baptized. Your biggest breakthroughs almost always come on the other side of your biggest fears. One of Jesus' most frequent commands, and I know you know this one, what Jesus said repeatedly is, fear not. Don't let your fear hold you back or hold you out. Number three, landmark. It will form a milestone, a landmark in your life. In the same way graduation marks finishing school or marriage marks the beginning of a new relationship, so baptism marks the beginning of your new faith journey. And into one, we frequently, we regularly say, you're probably sick of hearing this, that we are on this road trip in earnest pursuit of Christ. We're being brought together into one, and we find hope and freedom in the love of Jesus. And we mark significant events by celebrating landmarks, special points along the road trip where we all stop, we all get out. We all kind of look around, bring the, take the scene in. We mark that spot. We take a picture. And then we get back on the road trip. Baptism is a landmark for you, but it's a landmark for us as well. <clears throat> and anyone who commits their life to following Jesus is ready to be baptized. Acts 8, 12. Uh, and when, when they uh, believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. They listened, they heard, they believed, they acted. It's public. Private faith lived publicly, but in community. That's what we're saying. Fourth, maybe you were baptized as an infant. Maybe you completed confirmation classes. For those of you who were baptized as babies or children or did confirmation classes, it means that your parents had a desire to see you grow up, age, and then follow Jesus with your life. And we think that's fantastic. What a great way to start. Now we would invite you to take the next step of baptism by immersion and make that faith your own personal choice to agree with them. <coughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Humanity. <clears throat> Even if you've been following Jesus for many years, but, you've, but you haven't been baptized by immersion, that's the way Jesus modeled it for us, we think it's an important next step for you. 
We'd like to help you grow in your faith, take a next step in your faith, expand your faith, keep taking next steps. And we think this one is an important next step for you. If you have been baptized by immersion um, since you've decided to follow Jesus, you don't need to do it again. It's not something that, that uh, you keep repeating. So we talked about this in the fall, but I'll, I'll talk about it briefly now again. Do you baptize children? Um, as parents, we can help point our children to Jesus, but we believe that they are the ones that, that need to decide to make that faith their own uh, and commit their lives to Him. So Romans 10, 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And into one, our desire is that your children will express their own decision to follow Jesus and to truly understand the meaning of baptism. So if your child is interested in baptism, they are welcome to approach that landmark. As part of that process, a parent must be part of a baptism interview, information, interaction kind of thing with their child. This uh, will ensure that your child is ready for this exciting and important step and that you know what's going on, you're part of their spiritual journey, but that nobody gets forced into anything. Fifth, God will use your story. That implies, yes, you will share your faith story verbally. Why? Well, when else? When else will your story be heard by your church family or maybe even your extended family, maybe even our into one extended family? God will use your story. God will use your story to impact the stories of others, whether you think that your story is exciting or not. And we'd love to help you share your story in a meaningful way. Sixth thing, your family your friends, your church family will celebrate and be impacted. When we baptize you, and as we have mentioned, we are right now planning for our big annual baptism barbecue pool party coming up on the final Sunday in June. That's June 26. Mark it down. Calendar's out. I know you got them here. If you haven't signed up to attend yet, participate, celebrate, please do that today. You can talk to Sarah at the back if the technical stuff makes you feel uncomfortable. Sarah can help you out with that. And when we potentially baptize you on that day, we encourage you to invite your friends, to invite your family to come with you. For some of them, this might be a rare trip, an adventure into the church world. And you know what? It's even easier this time because the whole service, gathering, experience, baptism is going to be held off-site in a gorgeous outdoor park-like atmosphere. It's going to be a fabulous time. Sales pitch, but I believe it. And we even have a built-in backup rain plan, so don't worry, we've got it covered, it's all good. Sign up today. Who knows what God will do in your family and in your friends? Who knows what God will do in your into one family as they and as we watch and listen to what Jesus has done in you? Share that with us. Number seven, we'll make it as easy as possible. Okay, we know it's a big step. We know that people uh, get nervous about it, so let us handle the details. We'll coach you through the story. We'll try to make it easy. And on the day of the baptism, we'll give you a certificate to mark this important landmark in your faith. We worry about the details so that you don't have to. So what's holding you back? What's keeping you from taking that step, from being baptized? Because honestly, 
we're already getting ready to cheer for you right now. So once I sign up for baptism, what happens next? How do we go forward? Somebody, and it's probably going to be me, will contact you and explain the next steps and help you through a baptism kind of informational Q&A so you know what you're doing and we know how we're going to work with you and you'll learn more about this next step and, and, and what it means and what that significance is, how that affects your spiritual journey. You'll understand what Into One believes about baptism. So please seriously consider taking this next step. After you uh, are baptized, it, it, it honestly adds a whole new dimension into your interactions and connection with Jesus. It can even alter your experience of communion. And communion, if, if, you, if you're familiar with uh, church language, um, you've heard the word sacrament before. These are things that Jesus initiated. In, in, in our world, we believe that there are two. Some other churches believe that there's more than two, but we focus on two, things that Jesus said you should do. First sacrament is baptism. We just looked at where He said, baptize, right? We watched Him do it. The second sacrament is communion. He kept saying, do this, do this, do this. And so today we're going to take communion. <coughs> and for those of you who are not familiar with Into One, we change around the way that we do communion frequently, but today we're going to go on the, uh, the walking version again. So when, when it's time, you walk up this aisle, you'll collect communion at the back. You can uh, take both elements there. My recommendation, because I know this stuff is hard, okay? I do this for a living. I talk about this stuff. But it's different when it becomes part of your household. And so that's why I would suggest strongly to you, if you came with someone, whether they're friend, family, or family, family. Take communion together. Look each other in the face. Offer someone in your family a blessing. Take those elements together. Share that moment. You can gather different parts of the, of the, the, the building if you would like, or you can come back to your seat, and you can take it alone. You're not going to go to jail if you don't do it together. But there's something about taking a next step, something about taking that risk, something about trying to not put on spiritual airs, but to behave in a spiritual manner. And I'd encourage you to try that. So we're going to walk up this aisle. You'll collect your elements. If you want, you can take them at the back. You can walk back to your seats or wherever. You'll take them then. The worship team will come back and that will conclude us. So as we go forward, I wanted to read for you again this most famous of communion passages written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. And he's trying to explain this is what you should do. When you gather together, this is what you should do and why you should do it. And so he tells him, it's not something that I made up. <coughs> It's not something that I think is a good idea from you. He says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. 23, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. I told you the story. I told you the whole thing about Jesus. The Lord Jesus, on the night He was betrayed, He took bread, 24. And when He had given thanks, He broke it, and He said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this. Do this. His command, do this in remembrance of me. And so today we choose to remember. 
We choose to remember the story that, that Paul is telling them. Remember when I told you? I told you everything about Jesus. I gave you the whole package. And now keep doing this because when you do this, it helps you to stay in unity together. And that's why we share as a community. It's not just a private moment somewhere else. That's why I encourage you to share with your family because you have to live with them. You have to somehow figure out how to, how to Christian with them. And they get in your way. And they annoy you. And they frustrate you. And somehow we have to Christian in the midst of that. And so to look each other in the eye every once in a while and say, we do agree on this, it helps. It helps to smooth relationships out. And that's what we want to help you to do, to live more wisely. Jesus first, everything else after. That means your pride is after. That means your fear comes after. That means your nervousness comes after. That means the sense that I don't know how to do it right comes after. My choice to follow Jesus is the first thing that's there. This do in remembrance of me. Verse 25, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this. Do this. Whenever you drink in remembrance of me. And we remember that this new covenant, this is a big deal. We've talked about this new covenant moment so many times. But it's so key. The new covenant, not the old one. The old one is the old one. This is the new covenant, the one that comes through Jesus, the one that gives us direct access to God. The new covenant. And that's what we choose to participate in. We remember the story of Jesus. And then part of that memory is for us to reevaluate. Where are we right now? How do we stand? How do you, those of you at home, or wherever you're tuning in from church online, where are you right now in relationship to God? Some of you things are going great, and some of you, you're in a similar spot like Moses described so beautifully today where this is just hard. If God, then why? Right? If your God is so good and so loving and so powerful, if God, then why? And this is a place that so many people get stopped. Our God knows what suffering looks like, and He knows what human wickedness looks like. He felt it. There was no promise that He ever gave that said, follow me and everything goes well. He said, follow me and you'll, you'll experience what I did. He guaranteed that there would be suffering. He guaranteed that there would be hard things. And the people who did wicked hard things are also made in His image, and they are also loved by Him, and He also longs to save them, and they obviously are in need of saving. All these moments come together, and we have to, we have to figure out what we're going to do with them. We don't brush them under the rug. We don't pretend they're not there. We remember and we reevaluate. And it's easy to look at somebody else and point the finger at them, but this is a time when it's for you. 
So we ask the Holy Spirit of God to bring conviction to us, not to bring guilt and shame, but to bring a sense of alignment or misalignment. Are we in alignment with God right now? (coughs) Is there something that is holding you back, that's holding you out? This is a time to identify it and to also process it. And that's what we do in this communion process as we do this in remembrance of Him. 26, he says, For whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim, you declare, you remember, you let other people know, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. And that proclamation is what we are for today. It is a reminder to us. It's part of the celebration that we already had, but we proclaim as the declaration, as part of the fulfillment of our calling, that as we are going, we would go and make disciples, that we would draw them, we would point them to these same sacraments, these things that Jesus commanded us, not because He said, you better do what I want you to do because I'll be really mad if you don't. He said, these are ways that you can connect. These are places that I will instill grace. And in some mystical, supernatural way, it's more than what you see. It's more than what you touch. It is an opening. It is a gateway that offers grace, infuses grace into you. But God is not mocked. You can't simply do things robotically As we learned from Joel, rending of the heart, not rending of the garments. God's not interested in our outside kind of religious-looking things. He's interested in the heart and what's going on inside there. And if there is a change in our heart, then as we do these physical things, these symbols, then there is a grace infusion that becomes a connection to God. But just doing them doesn't make magic happen. Connection, relationship, and intimacy. So take a moment now. Where do you stand before God? Where do you stand before your brothers and sisters? Let's get things cleaned up. Wouldn't it be great to walk out of here knowing in your heart, I'm pure, I'm forgiven. All those things all those shames, all those missteps, all those intentional choices that I wish I didn't make, but I still did, all those moments forgiven. Take some time right now. Do that. Kind Father, thank you. Thank you for the grace that we see in Jesus. Thank you for the gift that you have given to us. Thank you for the gift that you continue to give us in forgiveness and right relationship. And So speak to us now, Holy Spirit. We welcome your presence to guide and to direct. We welcome you to uh, convict us towards righteousness. Bring to our mind those things that we have intentionally done. Bring to our mind those things that we have unintentionally done. Bring to those things that we have intentionally avoided. Bring to our mind those things that we have unintentionally avoided. We would let nothing stand between you and us. Purify our hearts. Let us stand clean before you. And as you bring these things to our mind, 
Lord Jesus, we recall that you are faithful and you are just. If we confess our sin before you, you are faithful and you are just, and you will forgive us our sin, and you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And this is a hope that we live in. <coughs> so thank you for the gift of Jesus, for the gift of his body and his blood, these symbols that we now take to mark the new covenant and to once again state to ourselves and to each other, this is a choice that I make. I want more of Jesus in me, and so I put it in. May these elements symbolize our choice once again to have more of you in our life. I must decrease and you must increase, and this is my mark, my symbol that I choose to do to show that this is the desire of my heart. Bless my friends that are here. Bless my friends who are uh, church online watching as well as they participate at home. And your blessing is of great value to us. Guide us forward as we continue. In Jesus' name, amen. When you are ready, please get up and move.